Added value services such as Best Doctors and Helping Hand feature on many protection products. Providing more than just money, they give claimants access to practical and emotional help. Considered a gimmick 10 years ago, such services are now considered almost essential in the advice process. However, as valuable as they are, they don't seem to be able to command a price premium. My guest runs Red Arc, one of the firms that pioneered added value services. Listen to Christine describe how Red Arc developed and how important their service has been to claimants on life, critical illness and income protection products. Hear her views on what's next, including second opinions and mental health care and advice. That's all right here in episode 37 of the Marketing, Protection and Finance podcast. Welcome, you're listening to the podcast for providers and advisors looking to share business ideas and inspiration in the world of protection and finance. For each episode, you can find the show notes and links to things we talked about at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF. So let's get on with the show and here's your host, Roger Edwards. So let's get started with this week's interview and I am delighted to introduce my guest today and she is Christine Husbands. Christine is Managing Director of Red Arc. As you know, Red Arc provide many add-on services to UK protection products. Christine's an accountant by profession and spent 20 years in the chemical industry. Christine was FD of PHP, a medical insurance intermediary, when they acquired Red Arc, and therefore she was there for all the due diligence. She tells me she fell in love with the business and took over as MD in 2010. Christine describes Red Arc as her dream job a lovely mix of helping so many people at often the worst times in their lives with the challenges of a commercial business. Her ambition is to take Red Arc to become the equivalent of the Intel Inside product within protection and other markets. So, Christine, welcome to the Empath Podcast. Thank you. Before we get started, Christine, I always like to start the Empath Podcast by finding out a little bit about my guests. So, Christine, tell everybody about yourself, where you came from, what your ambitions are, and basically what makes you tick. Well, I spent most of my life in chemical manufacturing, as I say, and that was on Teesside. Um, and for the last, ooh, about 15 years, I've done a bit of a round trip of the um, of the UK, and I'm now settled just between Skipton and Clitheroe, and I'm not moving anywhere for anybody. <laughs> Very happy here. My daughters um, have two daughters, both settled at school and in work. Um, my eldest daughter's just about to buy a house with a boyfriend, so that's a challenging time for me being bank of mum and Aye. also helping out with all of those necessaries when moving house. My youngest daughter is just in her second year of secondary school and seems to be doing fine, but it's early days there. A very busy life, as you can imagine, looking after the business of Red Arc, which is based in Chester, which is not exactly on the doorstep, but I'm quite used to the M6. And when I'm not in Chester or traveling, then I work from home, but I spend a lot of time on the road or rather on the train. What makes me tick? I really enjoy helping people. And when I found this business, I just, as I said um, to you before, I just fell in love with the fact that we help so many people. It was almost like a charity, but at the end of the day, it's a business too. In my personal life, uh, what spare time I do have, which is limited, I'd enjoy walking. I had a lovely walk yesterday, actually, with the children, which was beautiful. Um, gardening and general, uh, I don't know, home 
home improvements sort of things. So, Christine, let's have a little chat about Red Ark and the history of Red Ark. Now, of course, I came across Red Ark back in the early 2000s during the launch phase of the insurance company, which became Bright Grey. And it had always been my desire and the desire of the other founding directors of Bright Grey to provide more than just insurance. And Red Ark became our chosen partner to launch the business in 2003. And Red Ark provided what we always used to describe as emotional and practical extra help on the policy. So it wasn't just going to pay out a sum assured. It was going to give people access to nurse counsellors and, and practical advice and possibly extra services like physiotherapy and chiropractic and that sort of thing. So give us a little bit of background about Red Arc, where it started and, and then how you became involved in it. Yeah. Well, the business was actually founded five years prior to your involvement, Roger, back in 1998. Um by one of the partners was Richard Thomas, who I'm sure many listening to this podcast will know. Yes. Now, the, the business was set up originally to provide help with elder care and long-term care. And it was actually John Ritchie of Ellipse these days who mentioned that he really liked what they did for elder care, but wouldn't it be great to do something similar for critical illnesses? And that really turned the corner for Red Ark and it was a major shift. Now, obviously, you got involved in 2003, and it was quite early days for Red Arc, but, um, and Bright Grey was a very, very important uh, development for them. As we said, I got involved in 2006 when PHP acquired Red Arc, and since then, we've moved the office to another office in Hove, and then now centralized the business in Chester. We've grown, when I first got involved in the business, we had four nurses. We now have 13 nurses and all our nurses are all qualified, currently qualified and are very highly experienced with a wide range of specialisms. To date, we've helped over 22,000 people um, coming from insurance, affinity groups, cash plans, trade unions, and the police. So we have a very wide-ranging customer base, as well as um, the protection market. Okay. Now, 35% of all the people who get in touch with us will use our service for more than one year. And about half of that, again, will use it for more than two years. We still have some people on the books for seven and eight years. So it's a very, very long-term service. And it's very open-ended as far as each individual is concerned. I've all, I remember uh, one of your nurses told me that sometimes the interaction with the customers develops over such a long period that they almost become friends. It starts off. It starts off as a as a sort of counselling and, and a re recuperative co uh, conversation, but it it does develop into friendships, doesn't it? It does indeed. Um, people value the personal nurse advisor very highly because they can talk to them in a way that they probably wouldn't talk to anybody else. When we're unwell, and I think it's human nature really, or worried, or have problems, we often don't want to talk to or really explain just how we feel our worst fears to our nearest and dearest because we know that they're worrying about us too of course so it, the whole thing goes back and forth so having somebody who's outside of that family unit that friendship network people can say what their worst fears are daft as it may sound and never have to worry about the fact that there's going to be any sort of comeback or any any concern it's all not judgmental so people end up telling the personal nurse advisor, often things I've never told anybody else in the world. There's such a strong bond of trust. And because the service is by telephone, it means that 
they know they're not going to bump into the nurse in the high street. Uh-huh. Um, they know they're ne- probably probably never going to see them. Now and again, patients do say, oh, I'm in Chester at the weekend or I'm in Chester next week. Could, could I meet you? Could I take back for lunch? And, and, we're, and our staff are only too delighted to do that if patients want it, but it has to be instigated by the patient. But that's very, very rare indeed. Um, but yes, they become very, very close friends. And even after, after um, somebody is discharged, and we only ever discharge when the patient feels they're ready, not when we're ready, people may call back. They may, unfortunately, have had some sort of relapse or another problem's happened in their lives. Um, or they've had some good news maybe having a new grandchild or they may be getting married again or whatever and they ring because they want to tell the nurse their good news and often send photographs in and anybody who's visited our offices will see we've got big notice boards full of pictures that um, clients have sent in to show us what they've been doing um, and who they've met or their new baby etc so yes it becomes a really strong bond i love the idea of that picture board that's uh, mm. that's very personal very personal and thinking back to 2003 2004 when bright gray launched and red art was such a fundamental part of the product range i can remember going out on the road doing road shows talking to the media about the launch and of course they were very interested in what a new insurance company was bringing to the UK protection market. But I do remember at the time that there was a little bit of sort of suspicion about this Red Ark thing. Oh, it's just a gimmick, isn't it? You're just trying to add something on just to give yourself a slight competitive edge. And of course, that was absolutely true. But we knew genuinely that this was going to work, but we did know that it would take time. Mm. And Mm. What's your experience now that Red Ark's been going for a good number of years and your involvement is also a good number of years? What, what do you think the advisor and the, and the consumer attitude is to the sort of service that you provide? I think there's two things, really. I think that generally, as a general public, we're much more aware of the importance and the benefit that emotional support can bring to us. People talk much more about emotional difficulties people talk much more about mental health than they ever did so i think generally there's a much greater awareness which i think helps i also think by having um, products been in the market for a number of years such as bright gray and others it's bringing more to the fore that yes it's important and that the financial aspects are obviously very important but if people aren't well enough to deal with the financial aspects then then they're really going to struggle. So I think it's becoming more and more valued. And certainly we we get calls from IFAs asking about the product, asking about the service and and really recognising the value of it. So I do think it's improving and I've seen the improvement in the five years that I've been heavily involved in the business, yes. I think one of the uh, visions that I always had for the Red Ark service was that eventually it would become the reason that people took out the cover. So I envisaged that obviously at the start when it was launched that people were generally taking out an insurance product, a life insurance policy or a critical illness policy. And by the way, it has this Red Ark service. But I had envisaged that over probably quite a long period of time that eventually people would be buying the Red Ark service. Oh, and by the way, it has a bit of life cover or about a critical illness cover on the mm-hmm. on the side of it. Do you think we would ever make such a transition in uh, perception between the benefits of products like that? 
I'm sorry to say, but I don't think so, because I do believe that, you know, it is a financial product at the end of the day and people are generally buying it in order to protect the financial interest. But I am seeing a much, much stronger pull um, in terms of, well, I'm going to I want to advise on a product, but I want one that's got other valuable assets to it such as the Red Art Service. And that's often one of the conversations that I face are ringing up and say, what products are your services on? Because I want to provide one of those products. So for me, that's that's it's what I'm talking about, the Intel inside. We're not buying the Intel when we buy the computer, but we're buying a computer which has a particular component. And I think that's the important part for me. Tell us a little bit more then about the services that Red Art provides, Christine, because you do a lot more now than just provide that core critical illness service don't you yes we do well um when i first got involved in the well when i first took over the business um we just said that we provided practical advice and emotional support for people with serious or critical illnesses but when i looked under the lid and i talked to the clients and i talked to the staff and i talked to the patients i saw that we were doing a lot more than that but we weren't telling anybody about it right so I realised that we were doing a wide range and we and I, and sort of worked to put it under a number of headings so we could try and explain to the outside world the range of things we do. And that's one of the great difficulties of this business. There's so much fabulous stuff goes on, but it's hard to articulate and explain. But then over a, a number of the last couple of years, I've been putting under a number of headings to at least make it clear of the different types of things. So as well as the, the core critical illness, serious illness support for people with serious illnesses such as cancer, heart attack, leukemia, MS, and many, many more. We also, um, I found, were providing a, a service to people who had come out of hospital. It may have been that they've had some relatively minor surgery, but were incapacitated for a while, needed to talk to somebody, needed that maybe lived on their own, they were lonely, they needed some help at home. So we were helping people after they discharged from hospital, helping them um, get all the follow-ups they needed, helping them maybe change their lifestyle. So there's a post-hospital whole range there. People who have been bereaved, that's something that we've done for a long time. And bereavement, it's not just about bereavement counselling. We help in many practical ways as well, helping people who have been bereaved come into terms with things that they have to learn to terms with. Somebody who perhaps has suddenly lost a husband or a wife and is a mum or a dad has suddenly disappeared. You know, that partner's life has been turned upside down in an instant and they suddenly become a single mum or a single dad. You know, the new dad has to, well, she always did that or he always did that. And they've got to come to terms with lots and lots of things. Thinking about how they're going to take the children on holiday as a single parent. Oh, where can I go? What can I do? How? And so there's lots of things to be discussed with the nurse, as well as all the practical things around death and bereavement. So I realised we were doing far more than just providing some bereavement counselling, which in itself was useful, but we're doing lots more trauma, particularly through our work with the police, as you can imagine. We do um, provide a lot of help to people who've been through serious traumas. We also found that we're helping people who've had car accidents um, and whilst the physical treatment is fine, they're very traumatised mentally. Um, people have been flooded or burgled or any serious trauma. So again, we were realising we were helping people will come into terms with those traumas that maybe became phobias uh, and, and learning to, to deal with those. Elder care, well, of course, that's where the business started and we still provide that service. We give plenty of practical advice to people who are looking for elder care um, solutions for themselves. We also work with a partner if, if um, people require more advanced help, such as um, accompanied visits to, to homes and things like that. 
We also help with the emotional side of that, which touch wood, I'm not in that situation myself, but I do believe that it must be a really, really emotionally difficult time for people coming to terms with mom or dad having to move into a home and not being so independent anymore. So we help people deal with that emotional side of it as well. Each of these services are tailored for the needs of each individual person who gets in touch with us or is referred depending on the system. Once they've referred to us and they start to talk to a nurse, they can talk about whatever is bothering them. And our nurses are very, very skilled at drawing out what's bothering people. And also the nature of the conversations over time alters depending on what's concerning people. So initially, somebody may get in touch with us because they've been diagnosed with cancer. And they may have some very, very practical, detailed questions all about the cancer diagnosis, all about the treatment journey that they're, they're about to embark. Over time, then that requirement changes from the practical things as they've gone through their treatment and they become sometimes quite emotionally distressed about the fact they've had cancer, will it come back, what will be the signs? And then continuing on from that, other things happen in their lives because as we all know, life doesn't stand still. So that's why the service is so long that it just it just goes with the individual until some point the nurse will sense that the person is doing okay and will suggest that they stop calling them. Sometimes the, the patient will say, yeah, that's fine, that's okay, I'm, I'm quite happy. And other times they'll say, oh, please don't stop ringing, I do look forward to your calls. And so we do. Um, and that's where it goes, really. I like, I like that long-term personal touch. And again, you know, the conversation might start because somebody's been diagnosed with cancer and they're worried about that. But as you say because the relationship is over a long term and because it becomes in many cases such a personal relationship with the nurse advisor that the, the conversation can veer on as you said morph into different directions whatever the needs of that client are and and I, and I think that makes the service such a valuable add-on to a protection product mm. and and even if someone's been discharged they can still ring back they're still at the end of the day they send a letter to say um you know it has been discharged here's a reminder of my direct details if you'd like to call back any time then please do sometimes they ring back just to give a bit of good news sometimes they ring back because something unfortunate's happened and we reopen the case and carry on um, so it's always there Christine, tell us a little bit more about the mental health aspects of the work you're doing and you've also recently just launched a second medical opinion service. Give us a bit more detail of those two aspects of Red Ark. Yeah, well as I said before, when I looked under the lid, I found that we were doing a lot of different things and mental health was amongst that. Now, when somebody joins us with a mental health condition, one of the first things the nurse asks them to do is to complete a questionnaire. That's part of his or her assessment and to get a picture of how unwell they are. Now, those questionnaires are questionnaires which are used in the NHS, so if they wanted to take those to their GPs, or they may want to fill them in at the GPs as well, um, then they can do. And we're getting people showing that they were 18s and 19s out of 20, very unwell, clinically depressed. And over a period of three to four months, with the support of our personal nurse advisor, who is a qualified mental health nurse, and generally external interventions such as counselling or CBT or other assessed therapies that are appropriate to the individual. We're getting people back to normal coping levels, uh, scores of twos and threes out of 20 versus 18s and 19s out of 20. People are perfectly able to work. So if it's a working person, they will be back to work within that period. Now, even as, as with the rest of our services, the personal nurse advisor will remain in touch for as long as the person requires it. So if you think about the mental health area, they are available to people ongoing into the future. 
So if people feel like their illness is recurring, which so often happens with mental health, they can pick the phone up and say, sorry, I feel like it's happening again. And they can straight away start to nip it in the bud, which can be really, really powerful. It will obviously serve or hopefully avoid people becoming seriously unwell themselves again, but also hopefully avoid them taking any time off work. And the UK Second Medical Opinion Service, Christine, that's just been added on to the bright grey proposition, hasn't it? What's all that about? Well, it's actually something we've done for quite a long time, but we realised that the market was quite interested in it. Now, if somebody feels that they need a second opinion, they will be talked through it by the nurse. They'll be given help to understand what they're trying to achieve as a result of the opinion. Are they looking for you know, a different diagnosis? Do they not think the diagnosis is correct? Or perhaps they're looking for some different treatment or maybe some different um, drugs or something. So the nurse will facilitate a face-to-face second opinion within the UK or Ireland or the Channel Islands. And that can be from the NHS and the private sector or the private sector as appropriate. The big benefit of that is that recommendations will always be in line with the, the guidelines in the UK, such as NICE or the local equivalent in Ireland and Channel Islands. And the personal nurse advisor, as with all our services, is available throughout the whole process. So right at the beginning, talking to the individual about what they're trying to achieve about the, with the second opinion, maybe helping to manage expectations. After the second opinion, so often it's rarely that the opinion gives a yes or no black or white answer. Quite often, well, you could try this, you could try that, or this has often had good results. So therefore, the nurse would help facilitate any ongoing tests and treatment. Or in the worst case, I guess, help the individual come to terms with the results. Now, as with all our services, the personal nurse advisor stays available for as long as. And so we see the second opinion just one event in a long journey. And so the nurse stays in touch with people throughout until they're ready to be discharged. The other big benefit of having a UK second opinion is there is no delay in trying to get hold of all your notes and collate them together. As if anybody's had any treatment in the um, private sector, you know that your notes move quite quickly throughout the system. Indeed, most consultants work for the NHS and the private sector, so they can get the notes very quickly. So it's quick, it's face-to-face, and the personal nurse advisor is there to support throughout the process and for as long as people require. Sounds like a really interesting uh, service there. And and again, I I can understand how a second opinion would be really important for people especially if they've had a diagnosis which is potentially life-threatening or something like that. What sort of feedback have you been getting, Christine, about the Red Arc service? Um, Well, we've done surveys for the last three years. We've just done the fourth, but the results are just being collated at the moment. Our response rate to the surveys are astounding. We get 56 57% year-on-year of people completing the questionnaires. For the first year, we got... 94% said the service was good or excellent and we're absolutely stunned with that. But for the last two years, we've had 97%. Don't know what they'll be this year, but hopefully just as good. The only way is up. (laughs) Well, for me, anything above 90% is fantastic. So, you know, we'll see. For the last three years, we've tried to get a handle on how our service influences their view of the insurer or the host product if it's not an insurance. So we asked people... How had the service, did the service enhance their view of, and we would input in there Aviva, Bright Grey, Canada Life, whoever it is. And we've been delighted to see that for the last two years, 
or three years consistently, we've had 92% said the service did enhance their view of the insurer, which I think is quite powerful and perhaps harks back to one of the questions you asked earlier. We also get masses, and I mean masses of comments on the questionnaires. They are um, designed in such a way as to encourage comments as well. We get lots and lots of comments which we share with um, sponsors and uh, clients about what they've said about their product and their um, service. And of course, you've been going now for so many years that you will have built up a huge bank of, of very happy customers who've used the service. And in, in a recent podcast, I actually mentioned the uh, the old um, Howard Tye video that yeah. uh, that Bright Grey produced, which you know must have been seen by hundreds and hundreds of people. And I, and I used to show that at induction courses, so I I watched it every week. You've got a great bank of advocates really rooting for the the red arc service but i guess it's quite frustrating that ultimately the industry probably doesn't recognize the value of added benefit services does it absolutely um you know if you look at the best advice services you know you you're very lucky to find it at all on the early screens and have to dig around for it and then when you do find it added value services are sketchily if inconsistently reported and to me, it's sort of, is any wonder that the services aren't valued if they're not promoted or promoted by the industry? And I feel quite irritated on behalf of my customers who go to the effort and expense of using our services that the protection industry as a whole doesn't recognise them as being important and focus very much on price and claim stats, which of course are important. But if the other facets are there, then they should be highlighted and, and companies should be applauded for providing added value services, not just Red Arc, the other added value services as well. As well on an even playing field. I think it's a theme that's come up on the Empath podcast time and time again, Christine, is the need for everybody in the insurance industry, nay, in the in the financial service industry, to continually put out positive stories. And again, all of the stories that you can tell as, as Red Arc are extremely positive mm-hmm. and highlight the benefit of protection insurance in general. And I think we should all just try to get more stories out there, whether it's on video, on audio, on articles in the media, media or blogs whatever it is let's just tell these stories more and more so that eventually the industry will recognize the value of these and the consumer the end consumer will value the, the service that you provide just to, just to sort of wrap things up a bit, a, a bit then Christine what would you say are the one or the two main points that you would like people who are listening to the empath podcast today to take away from what you've got to say the first one would be very much about red arc in that we are massively flexible and have a massive range of experience which can be tailored to meet not only the needs of each individual customer who we help but also the needs of sponsors to look to fit what it is they're trying to achieve as well and i always work very closely with each sponsor to tailor schemes to meet their needs and work jointly to to develop a product or a proposition that works for both sides the other side is really about the recognition um, that we talked about just a few moments ago about having more recognition throughout the industry through the best advice systems and other forums to recognize that yes it's a a, guess a small part as i alluded to right toward at the beginning of the proposition it's no it's nevertheless a very important part and a hugely valuable part 
a point of claim, which we can pay testament to with the masses and masses of comments and the feedback we get that says that was absolutely fantastic. I don't know where I'd have been without my nurse, etc, etc. Yes, the money was important, but I expected that because I paid my premium all those years and I've got this terrible illness, but I didn't expect that the nurse would be able to help me in the way he or she did. And those are the sorts of powerful messages that we hear every day, every day. Well, I hope that having you on the Empath podcast will go in some way towards increasing the awareness of the Red Arc service and indeed any added value services which are available on UK protection products these days. Christine, that's been a fascinating trip down memory lane for me talking about Red Arc, going back to my involvement with the um, development of Red Arc and the Bright Grey proposition over 10 years ago. Thanks very much for coming on the podcast to talk about it. Before you go, are you able to stay just for a few more moments to answer four quick business questions? Yes, again. If there was one thing that you could change about the financial services industry, perhaps by waving a magic wand, what would it be? Well, I've harped on about recognition of added value, so I'll not say that again. I think the other thing that we hear a lot of is simplicity. Yes. We hear time and time again, it's just too complicated to the general public. What's the one business model, product or campaign that's caught your attention in the last year, even if it was from a competitor? Tell us what it was and what you liked about it. Well, I think it might be outside the last year, but hopefully you'll forgive me for that. I think I've got to applaud Aviva for their um, ads that they did, which were perhaps a bit shocking, but really to try and raise the awareness of these things can happen. Tell us about an ad. I suppose I should have added the seven families in there at the minute, but um, that's still going on. Everybody so. talks about seven families. It's almost, well, it's almost, so, it's so. almost like a given. <laughs> Tell us about an app or a gadget that's made a huge difference to your life or your business. Um, well, you know, I was, an, I was a late adopter of the iPhones and iPads, but... I have to say that I really do find both very, very um, useful and almost hard to live without, which is a sad thing to admit to. But, uh, but yeah, especially traveling a lot, I find them both um, really, really useful, I guess. And finally, what's the best book you've ever read? Tell us why you like it so much and what you took from it. Um, well, I don't really read business books as such, but I do dip in and out of a few. I found the um, the Chimp Paradox particularly uh, enlightening and, and uh, quite amusing as well. So I guess that would be the one that would come to mind. The Chimp Paradox. I think I've read that, but quite a long time ago. I'll have to go yeah. and dig that one out again. Yeah. Christine, before we go, there's got a lot of people probably want to have a chat with you or at least connect with you. So... All of your your contact details, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc., I will publish on the show notes page for this podcast, which is at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF. But before we go, tell everyone where they can connect with you on Twitter, LinkedIn, or wherever it is, your website, for example. Um, well, our website, do you want the website address? Yeah, go for it. It's www.redarc.co.uk. And it, for those of you who haven't looked at it for a while, we've just reviewed it and updated it significantly. So you'll find it's got much more information on all the different services that I talked about um, during the course of the podcast. I don't tend to use Twitter very much, I do admit, but I do have LinkedIn profile. Christine, thank you so much for talking to me today. It's been great to revisit Red Arc. Let me wish you every success in the future, and I hope to catch up with you again soon. Thank you. Thanks very much. listening to the marketing protection and finance podcast 
Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. If you are a provider or advisor or journalist and you have a product, campaign or business model you'd like to talk about, please get in touch. You could be the next guest on the show. And do remember, nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind. It's all just thoughts and opinions, okay? Okay.